Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. I hope you're all doing good. Oh my god, I went to see that new rom-com everyone's been raving about on social media. Well, mm, not necessarily across all. I keep seeing on TikToks of people being like, oh my god, you have to go see this with your girls kind of thing about the rom-com Anyone But You with Sydney Sweeney in it. I'm one of those people that just forgets to go to the cinema. I feel like loads of, like, I remember exes that would just go to the cinema, like, with their group of mates, literally once a week at least. Like, it was just a given. They would all find a movie they all wanted to see, and that was just, like, a thing they'd do every Wednesday or Thursday night or something. And I've just never really made a habit of it. I honestly go, like, once or twice a year when I rem- if I remember to go in time to see a movie I wanted to watch. This is the thing, is that there's always ones I want to watch, but then by the time I remember to go and see them, it's like not even in cinemas anymore and then I'm raging at myself because then you have to wait so long before it's on anything or it might not even get on to anything and then you just completely forget that it was ever out. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, the, on the rare occasion that I remember to go and then I have the best time ever and I'm like, I should do this more often. I should make this a weekly thing or a at least a monthly thing. And then I just repeat that process every six months. (laughs) But yeah, I went to see Anyone But You and it was really good. Well, when I say it was really good, it was really good for a rom-com. There's only so good a rom-com can be. It's not like an incredibly moving emotional film. It's just like a funny rom-com. It's the rom-com scratch. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those really like unrealistic kind of love stories where he comes down on a helicopter and all to see her that kind of vibe but also funny at the same time like I actually did laugh out loud quite a lot and I feel like when a movie makes you actually laugh out loud especially in public when you're in cinema that's a very good sign so I would actually recommend it I feel like there's so many good movies out at the minute I'm actually going to see Paul Meskel and what's his name Andrew Scott's new film this weekend And I'm really excited about that because I just love both of them. And this is the thing, right? I love any, I like, I love any successful Irish people, no matter who they are and what their profession is. I just, I'm rooting for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a proud mother when someone in Ireland does well and to see them too and the way they get on in all the promo that they're doing for it and the interviews and stuff. The chemistry between them is just, they're so funny and I'm really excited to see the movie because I just know if they're getting on like that in all the interviews, they definitely worked really well together in filming. But yeah, when I say I love them, I don't mean in like a really fangirly, like obsessed way. I mean like, oh my God, I'm a proud mother for anyone that comes out of Ireland successful. For example, I got sucked into watching The Fall again this week because, well, last week, my boyfriend got the vomiting bug and he started not feeling well while he was at my house and then ended up just having to stay at my house the whole time with it because he didn't want to go home and like bring it home so fantastic for me I was trying to dodge it like a bullet I actually did manage to dodge it thank god as a result of that he was he was just lying on my sofa basically like literally a zombie and he stuck the fall on because he'd never seen it before I've already watched that series I'm gonna say three times it could have been twice but I think I've seen it three times and I got sucked back in for a fourth time that's how good it is and again, I just, you know, Jimmy Dornan, my king, my Northern Irish king. He went to the same school as me as well. Although he was slandering my school in a podcast I listened to. <laughs> he did um, How to Feel with Elizabeth Day. And he was talking about our school and kind of giving it a bit of slander. And I, I backed that. I stood by everything he said. Anyway, I 
got sucked into watching The Fall again and oh my god is that a good series. You could sit there and binge that in two days, all three seasons of it. It is so good. And you know what? I will say that I'm obsessed and fangirling over is Gillian Anderson in that. She is mother. I feel like just any role Gillian Anderson plays, she's just like, she's just so powerful. There's something about her, her energy. Oh, I love her so much. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it says a lot when a series can suck you in for a fourth time. To be fair, I feel like everyone has their shows like that, though, where they could just like watch over and over again. My brother is this gossip girl. (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) That boy has watched Gossip Girl. Honestly, I think he's rewatching it for the fourth or fifth time. Crazy. I've not even seen it once. But yeah, everyone has their like comfort go-to series they can just watch again and again. You know what though? Someone commented on my, because I made a little TikTok about like going to the cinema. I was like, come to the cinema with me and like showed my cinema snacks and stuff that I brought, which were very controversial. I'll get into that in a second. But someone commented on the TikTok saying, get an Omniplex pass because apparently they're only a tenner a month and you get to see as many movies as you want. But like we paid a tenner into that one film. So it's the same price as going to see one movie. I feel like that's such a good bargain. No, I feel like I'm going to do that. Well, maybe not right now, but I think when I come back from traveling, that would be such a good thing to do to make you go to the cinema at least once a month. Anyway, onto the controversial movie snacks. I'm definitely more of a go and get your snacks somewhere else before the film. And look, it's not even actually, yeah, maybe it is a money thing as well. It is so expensive in the cinema. But that aside, okay, money aside, I actually just like the selection and shops better than the cinemas. Although actually a big tall Pepsi Max obviously has to be done a lot of the time. And I'll not argue if someone wants to get a mix of sweet and salted popcorn and I can have a little bit, you know. But I'm not getting that to myself because I will literally eat the whole pack and feel sick within the first two minutes before the movie's even started. But yeah, I like to go and get a little selection, okay? So this was my snacks of choice for the cinema. Actually, I didn't go out and get these for the cinema. I had them in my house and I thought, this is a perfect combination. And that was chili garlic olives in a little Tupperware box. Truffle crisps. If you haven't tried them, you need to. Kombucha. And there was something else. Oh, then my friend Eva, she brought like the little protein ball things from... A place in Belfast called Juice Jar, which are so good. They go down very nicely with the coffee. That's the other thing I brought. I brought a flask of coffee, which was amazing. So I had my my olives and my truffle crisps and my kombucha as like my starters. And then my dessert was my coffee and my chocolate peanut butter protein bowl. Like, sorry, that is elite to me, but I know other people will think that's crazy. I honestly felt like I was in a restaurant eating my little truffle crisps and my olives. I thought it was an Italian restaurant. I just love truffle anything though. I feel like truffle is one of those things you either love it or you absolutely hate it. And if you love it, you will order it no matter what it's on. Like if there's just truffle on something on a menu, you'll get it no matter what the other options are. Do you know what I mean? And also if there's ever like a truffle flavor or something, you always get it. Whereas if you don't, like my dad hates truffle. And if you even order like a truffle pasta or something and it comes to the table, he can't even stand the smell of it, which is wild to me because it's actually so good. But what else did I, oh, I was in this little deli last week and I found this truffle hot sauce. Now, I've only tried this truffle hot sauce once before when it was like in a sandwich. And I remember looking at the bottle like on the counter in the sandwich shop and thinking, oh, I must remember to try and find that somewhere like on Amazon or something. Completely forgot about it and then happened to be in this deli and saw it in their shop and straight away bought it. And we actually put it in our burgers that night and had like 
truffle smash burgers with smoky vegan cheese oh my god sensational we're actually having them again tonight because you know when you buy a pack of um burger baps and it comes in four so i thought you know what let's have another burger night so i'm gonna do them again and i'm gonna film the recipe with the truffle sauce and you have to get it if you're a truffle lover that is Oh my god, that's so weird. My friend just messaged me that I was at the cinema with to say I told my boyfriend about those Chris who brought to the cinema and he went and got them today and demolished them in two seconds. If you don't know, get to know. Hmm, what else have I been up to? Oh, I finished my book club book. Wait, had I finished that the last time? No, I think I was nearing it. Yeah, I finished my book club book, Americana Obsessed. Like, actually loved it from start to finish. A couple of people messaged me saying they thought it was a little bit slow. I think I just really enjoyed it because it was a different perspective from what I normally read. I think in the Western world, we're so used to always having this like one narrative and always reading things from that one perspective. And to read a book that was told in a Nigerian woman's perspective and like of her story coming and her experience of coming to America and then living elsewhere. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was so good. And I it was very eye-opening and I really want to read more books that are of different perspectives like that because I just think it's really important. And there's just so many little things that you would never think about and I think are really important to know and to be aware of. And it's obviously a really good way to get that through a fictional book as well. Do you know what I mean? Because it's an enjoyable story at the same time. But yeah, I give it five stars. I honestly think it's up there with my top books ever so highly recommend. I've moved on to a book now called Blackout. What's the full name of it? I think it's called Blackout Remembering the Things I Drank to Forget. It's basically this girl, the the author Sarah Capola, I think her name. I can't really remember. Anyway, the author Sarah, she, it's like a memoir and it's kind of her story about her relationship with alcohol and I think eventual then sobriety we haven't got to that part just yet I just figured I would read something along those lines while I'm doing dry jan I think it's good to read something like that when you're in that mindset do you know what I mean because you can read like say for example I was to read this book in summertime when I'm like in my full party girl era like drinking a few times a week well actually I don't think I ever drink a few times a week but do you know what I mean just not really thinking about that if I was to sit down and read a book like that it just wouldn't sit well with me not that it wouldn't sit well but it wouldn't have the same effect on me that it would have reading it now so this time last year I read the Sober Girl Society handbook and then I thought this year I'd read something along those lines as well but yeah I'm actually really enjoying it so far it's not too long and it is good I wouldn't rant and rave about it but it's good and I wanted to read something like that But yeah, I haven't decided what next month's book club book is going to be. I think I'm going to pick like two or three and then put them in the channel chat thing and let people vote. But yeah, if you have any good book suggestions for the book club, send them my way. Oh, I'm actually getting my vaccines tomorrow for going traveling. I only need like a couple of top ups because I obviously got them from when I first went traveling, which was so long ago now though, like when I rang the doctors to ask what I would need and if it was just like one dose of them or if I'd need to come back and stuff and I was like oh yeah I got them like basically everything in my head is four years ago I think COVID has done this to all of us but everything in my head is four years ago no matter what it was and then when I rang the doctors to tell them this they were like and when would you have got the last ones and I said oh yeah about four years ago and then I was actually like wait no maybe like six or seven years ago fucking hell that's ages ago but anyway I actually still only need the top ups like the one round of them so I'm getting all three of them in one tomorrow I think it's like tetanus typhoid and either hepatitis A or B I can't remember which one I'll let you know how it goes next week I'm not getting rabies this time which I don't know if that's a stupid decision but apparently there's been like no cases of rabies 
So it's not that essential. Anyway, I stay well clear of the monkeys. Like, see when you see tourists trying to feed the monkeys and give them their water and their Coke cans and food and trying to get them to crawl up their arms. That is my worst nightmare. Those monkeys are evil and they can stay far, far away from them. And I will, I was going to say, and I'll take a nice photo of them from afar. I'm not even going to take a nice photo of them. They're not nice. (laughs) They're horrible. Well, sometimes you do see the nice ones, but see like the really angry, evil ones, the macaques. Oh, they terrify me. And the rabies trap doesn't actually prevent you from getting rabies. I think it buys you a bit of extra time to get to the hospital. I'm not actually 100% sure. Please don't take my medical advice on anything. I actually don't know what I'm talking about. But I have made the decision to not get it, even though I did from my first trip. We'll see how that goes. I'll report back if I get rabies. Actually, I won't report back because I wouldn't be here if that would be the case. Let's do pit and peak of the week. My pit of this week... (laughs) I swear to God, anytime I talk about the fact that my skin's really good at the minute, then next thing, bam. Right, so this is the thing. If I have a really good skin period, I'm like, oh my God, I have sussed it all out. I, you know, I've got to a really good place in my skin. I can eat whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. And next thing, I'll eat a load of like sugary stuff. And look, I know sugar doesn't affect loads of people and that would never be an issue for some. But for me, sugar really affects my skin and I'll really see it. Now, not to the point that like I can't have a couple of pieces of fruit a day or I can't have a we I don't know trek bar after my dinner or something like that it's not to that level it's more like if I make a habit of eating sweet things and like we treats all the time every day and like with my coffee every day like always having something sweet and like then having dessert with my dinner and everything if I make a habit of it like that I will really see it in my skin which is such a shame because I mean, doesn't everyone want to demolish loads of sweet treats all the time? I wish I could. So anyway, last week I went to my favorite bakery and I made it on the day. They do a lot of vegan things on a Thursday and I went on a Thursday because I normally don't make it on a Thursday. And as much as it was amazing to go on a Thursday, I get really overwhelmed because everything's vegan and I'm like, what do I want? I have to get everything. I have to get one or two of everything and I freak out and I buy it all. And I spent like 20 quid in this bakery and I finished everything within the space of less than 48 hours, which is so unnecessary. (laughs) Like one person does not need to consume 20 pounds worth of baked goods from a bakery within the space of 48 hours. But I literally have no self-control when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like if there's vegan baked goods there, you can bet I am getting it all and eating it all. So yeah, that's what happened. And then my skin broke out so bad from it. But then also my peak of the week was getting all my vegan baked goods. So, you know, the good comes with the bad. Is that the phrase? That's definitely not the phrase. I'm definitely butchering another phrase here. But yeah, it's a double-edged sword. But the peak of my week was numbing vegan pan chocolates with coffee every day. Well, actually not every day, for two days, multiple times in those two days though. Like I am just such a whore for a good baked good. There is nothing quite like it. Little baked good and a coffee and I'm good to go. Like I'm the happiest little girl in the world. It is crazy what something so small can do for your happiness. But yeah, I've been suffering the consequences of that this week. Unfortunately, I need to reel in the the sugar, unfortunately, because this is the thing when I get in the ha- when you get in the habit of eating sugary things, then you crave it more because you're like fully addicted to sugar. Do you know what I mean? But then if you if you get out of the habit of it and then just turn all your snacks into savory snacks, then you don't tend to crave them as much. So I've been trying to just like I've honestly just been eating my body weight in olives now instead. <laughs> olives and what else? 
Grapes and vegan cheese, that's a good one. A good go-to snack. I love a good rye vita with peanut butter. God, I don't know. I need snack suggestions desperately. And like non-sugary snack suggestions. And I don't even mean that in a like snacks have to be healthy kind of way. I genuinely just mean because when I'm addicted to sugar, my skin gets really bad. And it's just something I have to be wary of. I genuinely don't mean this whatsoever in a way of like, in a toxic way of eating or like, you know, trying to restrict or anything like that. It is nothing to do with that. I eat my three meals a day with my snacks in between, my bedtime snacks and everything. But I just have to always be sure I'm not eating too much sugar, unfortunately, for my skin. Anyway, let's move on to words of the week. You guys seem to enjoy my affirmation, my positive affirmation that I did last week, which I'm so glad of. So I figured I'd do another little one this week. This is something I try and tell myself every day because I think it's just a really nice habit to get into and kind of shifts your mindset a little bit. And it is, repeat after me, it's so short. I believe in myself. It's so simple, but I don't know, there's something about it. Like, you know, if you wake up and you're just not in the best headspace or you maybe are feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome or you're scared for your upcoming exams or feeling like a bit out of place in work or whatever it is, just tell yourself, I believe in myself. You got to believe in yourself. Otherwise, who's going to believe in you? You got to be the person that backs you. Okay, let's get into this week's podcast topic. I'm going to tell you, finally, all about my evening routine. When I did my episode on my morning routine, I got so many of you asking if I could also talk about my evening routine. And at that point, I had not established a good evening routine. So I wanted to wait until I had really worked on that and properly established a good evening routine that set me up for a good sleep and then that ultimately sets you up for a good morning routine as well. Like the two are so correlated. It's kind of hard to have one without the other especially when you're asleep dependent as I am. The thing is about nighttime routines is that I really have to consciously stick at them. Like it doesn't come very naturally to me. I think I'm naturally a bit of a night oil. Like I think if you put me to my own devices, I definitely would be a night oil. But just because I want to be able to get up early and like get everything done, then obviously you need to have some sort of structure in place to make yourself go to bed at a decent time. Like I remember in school, I would honestly stay up till 3 or 4am every night and then go to school like a zombie, like falling asleep in classes on my free periods. I'd just be like falling asleep on the rack and then I'd come home and nap and then go to dance. Like I was just constantly tired. I was a tired little bean all the time and it was all due to my terrible sleeping routine. And since coming out of school, it's always been something I've like battled with. But I definitely think I'm so much better now and I think uni helped me a lot because it just forced me to have to get into a good routine with, you know, well, at nighttime and in the morning. I was not someone that would skip an early morning lecture, as I know lots of people are. I don't know, that actually used to give me so much anxiety missing a class. (laughs) But yeah, you definitely go through, like, well, me anyway, I definitely go through phases where I'm, like, better at it than others. And, like, for example, in December there, I found it really difficult. Like, I thought, I felt like I was getting into a really good way of it before December and then December came along and December just fucks everything up (laughs) like as fun as December is and that Christmas period and like getting to see everyone and the festivities and all that as fun as that is it honestly does fuck up everything else that's going on in your life like it fucks your morning routine it fucks your evening routine it fucks your workout routine your social calendar is crazy your social so therefore your social battery's fucked like 
it just messes with everything and I think that's part of the reason I was so excited to get into January was just to kind of recalibrate and work on all these things again and I feel like I've now got to a point where I can talk about my evening routine and what's been working for me. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place, like completely haywire. And I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up, I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiralling about them, I'm not talking about it, I'm just sitting there overthinking them, letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable, I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at. I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out and that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk, it was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like hey I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member it just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around and I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away and then not only that but you talk it through you rationalize it you learn you know different better ways you can cope with these stressors also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself and I mean who doesn't want that If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, as I said in my morning routine episode, this is obviously one of those things you have to just adjust to fit you. Like, not everything is going to suit and work for everyone. 
everyone has completely different lifestyles and circumstances and body clocks and everything that you know different times you need to wake up at different times you need to go to sleep at different lengths of times you need to sleep for like what is your kind of optimal sleep time people have kids that need to be factored into their nighttime routine and their activities and getting them to bed so you know obviously this is very catered to me and this is what I've worked out works for me but that's not to say it's going to work for you and unfortunately it is one of those things where you do just have to like test and try different things so for example like I said with the morning routine not everyone wants to get up and work out do you know what I mean in fact some people wake up and they don't have any energy until I don't know they'll get like a burst of energy at like 2 p.m and then it works for them better to work out in the evenings or something like that and you're only going to work those things out by trying different things and that's what I've done in order to see what works for me with my nighttime routine. I don't know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that by the time they get to bed they're completely knackered and don't need to think about a nighttime routine, they just go straight to sleep. But there's also, I know loads of people out there that struggle with that and as I said it doesn't really come naturally to me to sleep early so it's something I really have to Like I really need to make a conscious effort to make sure I'm properly winding down and not stimulating my brain or, you know, falling down a three-hour TikTok haul or anything like that. So yeah, with that being said, let's get into my evening routine. So currently I'm trying to make sure I go to a class of some sort every night because I feel like it gives me a point in the day where that's it. That has to be me done. Finish my work time to clock off otherwise I can have a real tendency to just like continue on until 10 o'clock and then be like what the fuck am I doing do you know what I mean like why am I sitting here editing at 10 o'clock there's no need for this so I think just like knowing in my brain that I have a class booked for seven o'clock or whatever it is gives me an end goal an end time to work towards and not only that but I find if I do a class in the evening and I've also done some sort of exercise in the morning may that be a slow walk or I don't know it could have been a 10 minute run or a gym workout whatever it is I find if I do both forms of those in in the morning and in the evening I am knackered by the time I'm going to bed like I'm really ready for bed I always find on days where I don't exercise I'm like it's like you've got that itch that you haven't scratched and you're just not ready to settle down like you haven't exerted that energy and I really feel that when I haven't exercised Also, a lot of the evening classes I go to will be very kind of like slow wind down style yoga. For example, the one I went to last night was mellow and mindful yoga. And it's just a very slow flow, dimly lit room, candles lit, really relaxing music. Like I come home and I am very much ready for bed. So that's been something that's really been helping me get into my evening routine and kind of kick it off. And the way that I make sure that I do that is... When it comes to Sunday or Monday, I will just book them all for the week. And the reason I do that is because, so I started off by doing that when I got my yoga membership. And then when December came around, I stopped doing that so much because I was kind of in the mindset of, oh, I don't really know what's happening this week. Like my diary's a bit all over the place. I don't know who's going to be home, who I'm going to want to socialize with, if I'm going to be too tired to go to this or that. So what I ended up doing was waiting until the days to book them and what actually ended up happening honestly about 90% of the time was that it would get to like say six seven o'clock and I'd be like no you know what I haven't got everything finished that I want to get finished or 
I'm too tired for this tonight or I could do with a night off or whatever it is. I'd make up all these excuses for myself and I'd end up not booking the class. And look, I get it's really important to have your nights off and if you feel it in your body that you need to chill, to just chill and let yourself chill and not feel the pressure to do anything, I 100% get that. However, the majority of those times was not because I needed to chill. It was because I was just making excuses for myself because I didn't have the class booked. And also because I didn't have the class booked, I wasn't then getting my stuff done before the class. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if I know I've got the class booked, I will work towards getting my stuff done. So it's kind of like a double whammy effect. So the best thing for me 100% is to just get them all booked I usually do it on like a Monday afternoon or something and I'll just get them all booked for the rest of the week and then it also means you're not risking any of them being booked out and stuff as well because I know lots of the popular classes can book out what that currently looks like for me at the moment now this changes all the time depending on I get very hyper fixated on things so you know my interests kind of go towards different things but at the moment what that kind of looks like for me is two evening dance classes two yoga classes or a yoga class and a pilates class or even two yoga classes and a Pilates class if I decide to do a Friday evening one as well but that just depends whether I've got Friday night plans or not. Now the one downside of all these different classes is that no, I love having the variation of classes so I actually wouldn't change that for the world however the one downside of that is that they are all at different times so there isn't really a routine in terms of the time I get in and therefore like what time I'm eating dinner and stuff and I'm really trying to work out what is better because there's like there's times I get home from dance and it's 10 o'clock and obviously you don't want to be sitting down to eat dinner at half 10 do you know what I mean that's like that's taking it a bit too far but then at the same time every time I eat before dance I regret it so much and I feel sick and I feel like I can't move the same so I'm always trying to get my timings right for dinner and this is where I think meal prep comes in really handy and is something I know I spoke about how my goals for 24 was to get better at doing like meal prep and just like bats cooking a dinner on a Monday and also bats cooking like a soup or something that I can have for lunches I have stuck to my making a soup a week but I've stupidly been leaving it till like a Thursday to make my soup and then having it throughout the weekend whereas I feel like I should be doing it on a Monday to just like make my life easier for the week but yeah I need to start the batch cooking for dinner as well so I don't have this problem so much but generally speaking if the class is like 6 6 37 I'll eat after because I'll get home around 8 and I don't mind eating then if the class is after that though let's say half 7 8 half 8 then I'll try and eat before but you obviously just need to make sure you're eating well in advance before the class otherwise you'll just spend the whole time feeling horrible (laughs) maybe not so much with the yoga classes but like definitely in the dance classes Like last time my boyfriend actually came to yoga with me and we didn't get back. We had to stop at the shop on the way home to get something for our dinner. So we didn't get back till quite late. And then by the time we put everything on, we weren't actually sitting down to eat until 10 o'clock. Which is probably not the best habit to get into. Going to bed absolutely stuffed. Although I kind of like that feeling of going to bed stuffed. I don't know. It's definitely not ideal. Anyway, regardless, so if I've not eaten dinner, I'll obviously come home from the class and eat dinner. If I have eaten dinner, I still come home and eat something. My go-to kind of like before bed snack, this is my obsession at the moment, is the Alpro coconut yogurt with my mum's homemade granola, raspberries or blueberries, actually, or both. Yeah, that's it. Just my mum's homemade granola is so good. I'm obsessed with it. I actually need to go get more off of her or I might try and make my own. Yeah, maybe I should just try and make my own. 
and coconut yogurt is just like top tier there is no beating that also I am a I, I like to watch something when I'm eating my food and when I say I like to watch something I don't mean I like to sit down and watch a whole movie or even a whole episode I like to just like find a little YouTube video that has come up on my recommendations let's say for example a Paul Meskel and Andrew Scott interview that is eight minutes long <laughs> do you know what I mean like those kinds of vibes or like a chicken shop date episode something like that that's like 10 minutes long I like to kind of have that on while I eat people say you shouldn't really have distractions while you eat because you should like take your time with your food and enjoy it and properly chew your food and like I don't know I am a fast eater but trust me I definitely enjoy my food I do not need to worry about that I wouldn't sit down and watch something if I was with my boyfriend this is only if I'm on my own After that, I usually make myself a little cup of tea. I am not really an English breakfast tea kind of girl. Now, there is the odd time I'll crave that if I'm having like, you know, a little tray bake and you want an actual cup of tea with it, I'll crave it then. However, nine times out of ten, I am definitely more of a herbal tea and I love trying loads of different herbal teas. The selection I have in my cupboard is wild. Like, (laughs) I have a whole cupboard dedicated to teas. It is not normal. So I'll have a tea that's like, doesn't have any caffeine in it basically and I'll sit down now this is the last time I look at any form of a screen actually that's probably a bit of a lie mm, yeah actually don't listen to a word I say I try and make this the last time I look at a screen but that definitely doesn't happen however it's definitely the last time I look at my laptop screen or any form of a big screen so like the tv's off but I'll open my laptop at this point and basically as I said like I like to try and have everything done before the class but that's not always the case and I'll go into my I use notion to like plan my days so I'll open that up I'll see if there's anything I didn't get done for the day and if there is then I'll like drag it across to the next day or if there's anything I can do really quickly let's say just like I filmed the shortest little hot drink recipe video and I can know I can literally edit it in two minutes if there's something I can just do on the spot there and then I'll do that then so I don't have to drag it across to the next day and then take it off but basically, I kind of sort out my to-do list for the next day. I'll look at my calendar, see if I've got like any appointments or anything I need to like be wary of. And then I'll kind of slot that into my day and see how my day is going to look, if you know what I mean. So I'm a bit more prepared going into the next day. It's kind of hard to describe what this looks like because obviously I can't show you my desktop screen or what my Notion looks like. But it's basically like writing out your planner. If you do like an actual physical planner in front of you, it's basically like writing out your schedule for the next day. It just makes me feel like I have a lot more mental clarity going into the next day. I don't wake up being like, oh, what the fuck's on my schedule today? What time do I have to get up at? All that kind of shit. Do you know what I mean? Now, I am definitely a morning shower person. So even though I do do a class in the evening, I don't get a shower in the evening. Well... I don't tend to get showers in the evening. Now, if I have a particularly sweaty dance class, I will. Because obviously the feeling of getting into bed, like feeling gross and sweaty like that is not nice. So if that is the case, I will. However, you know, if I'm doing a slow yoga class, I'm not sweating. There's no need to be getting a shower. So I'll just save that for the morning. I like to get up, do my workout and then shower after that and feel like ready and refreshed for the day. But there is the odd time I'll have two showers a day. Oh, you know what? I've missed out a key point in all this and that's that... I dim every room in my house apart from my bathroom but I hate the big light and especially in evening times when I'm like trying to wind down I do not want the big light on so like when I come home from my class and I'm eating my snack and I'm on my laptop and then when I come upstairs to my room and stuff like it's always nice 
dim lighting. I feel like that's so key in winding down. But then maybe it defeats the purpose because then you just go into your really brightly lit bathroom to do your skincare anyway. So that's like stimulating you. I don't know. Anyway, the only place the big light is acceptable is the bathroom. So yeah, next step is skincare. I always get changed out of the clothes I'm wearing and I'll either put on my towel dressing gown or my fluffy dressing gown depending on how cold it is. Actually, do you know what? I think I tend to save my towel dressing gown for when I get out of the shower and I feel nice and clean. So maybe I do always put on my fluffy one at night. I can't really remember. Anyway, then I'll do my skincare routine which consists of, I use the Inky List Cleansing Balm to take off my makeup. I also love the Body Shop Chamomile Cleansing Butter or Balm or whatever it's called. I just love a cleansing balm. I think it gets your makeup off the best. It's not harsh on dry skin and you don't have to use like wipes or compads or anything. So I use my cleansing balm, my inky list one, and then I'll just use like one of those reusable face pad things with the water to take that off. And then I double cleanse, then I go in with my Skin and Me cleanser and I'll double cleanse with that. And then the rest of my skincare routine, it's pretty simple. I do my Skin and Me moisturizer, my Skin and Me daily doser, if I'm particularly dry, I'll use an oil over the top of it. I like the Ordinary Rosehips Oil. I also like the Body Shop Vitamin E Oil. I like, what's that brand called? Dr. Organic. I like their Vitamin E Oil. I like the Glow Hub Serums, their Barrier Builder, their Hydration Hero, and I love their Vitamin C Scar Slayer one. If I have had like a bad skin week and I've got like loads of red marks from Uh, previous spots that were on my face I'll use the vitamin c serum so this you know the kind of final step of like the oils and serums I adjust depending on what my skin needs if my skin is absolutely perfect which is a rare occasion it will literally just be the skin and me daily doser and the moisturizer however I do usually have to incorporate at least one usually just one other thing actually and then I will always use my cosrx pimple patches because As I'm always saying, I'm always um, trying to get out of the habit of picking my skin. I've got so much better at it since moving house. Like I barely pick anything anymore. And I also put this down to the Cosrx pimple patches. They're so good. So the second I've done my skincare, I just put them straight on. And then I've literally no opportunity to even go in there with my nails and pick at anything. Also a tip I find for some reason that works for me, not only to not pick, but also to just do all this faster. Because you ever find you can just end up being in your own little world when you're doing your skincare and before you know it you've been in your bathroom for like 45 minutes and you're like what the fuck am I doing here do you know what I mean so a way I find that helps me to speed that process up is to put on a podcast I find putting on a podcast helps me do a lot of things quicker I don't know why that is like if I play a podcast when I'm like doing my washing or cleaning the house or I don't know just like doing some life admin do you know what I mean it always seems to help me focus on that thing and get it done quicker I don't know what that says about me and I don't know if anyone else can relate to that but I definitely find it really beneficial when I'm doing my skincare I think maybe it could be because if it's not playing then you get distracted more easily by other things and then maybe you'll end up picking up your phone and before you know it you're 10 minutes on TikTok and they sat down again and then 10 minutes later you're doing the same thing like I don't know I have very easily distracted brain so yeah it just it's a good focuser that's not a word is it it's a good yeah and whatever it is it helps me focus <laughs> I brush my teeth I'm an electric toothbrush girly if you're not what are you doing like you need to be an electric toothbrush person do you know what anytime I even go say I go to London for a weekend and if I just bring like my like a normal toothbrush with me 
I honestly think my teeth get so yellow in those four days of not having an electric toothbrush. And that's not on me not brushing my teeth properly. That's just the crazy difference between an electric toothbrush and a non-electric toothbrush. Like, the difference is insane. And people always ask me how I whiten my teeth. And I haven't whitened my teeth in... I only whitened my teeth... Sorry, I can't speak. I only whitened my teeth when I first got my braces out when I was 17, 16, 17, around that age. I whitened them then because I wanted, like, when I got my braces off for them to be gorgeous and straight and white. And I honestly haven't done it since. And I still, to this day, get questions of what I used to whiten my teeth. Now, I actually did... My boyfriend gave me some teeth whitener recently and I keep meaning to use it. So if it works well, I will let you know what that is. I think he's got like the proper one from the dentist though or something I'm not really sure but anyway it's one of those ones you put in your retainers and leave it in for like a half an hour to an hour I think but I just keep forgetting to do it I keep saying when I'm editing my podcast I should just put it in then because I don't need to be like speaking or anything then I'm just like on my laptop you know so it doesn't matter but I just keep forgetting so yeah anyway if I do try it I will let you know but that's just like the crazy power of an electric toothbrush is how white they make your teeth and I couldn't recommend them more Next up, straight into bed. I am actually not a pyjama sleeper. I'm a nude sleeper. And I never used to be, right? Something in my body has changed because when I was in like secondary school, I was constantly cold. I had, what do you call that thing in your hands where your circulation's really, like, is it Raynaud's? Raynaud's, yeah, that's it. Where you have no circulation in your hands, right? My hands used to constantly either be blue or red like they were never a normal color because and they were always like I couldn't feel them I couldn't even use my hands to write properly in class sometimes in like really cold days in the winter I used to have to go to classes early to make sure I could try and get a seat by the radiator or if it was like a class where there was already pre-planned like seats I literally would ask the teacher please can I sit beside the radiator like look at my hands it was that bad And I was just constantly known as that girl that was always really cold. I would literally wear full-on ski thermals under my school uniform. I was constantly frozen. And, like, teachers would ask you to take your blazer and scarf off in class. And I was literally like, no, please, don't make me do it. Like, I would sit there huddled up with my scarf wrapped around me twice. I was a cold, cold girl. (laughs) But something has changed in my body recently. I do not feel the cold half as much anymore. Not only do I not wrap up in the way I used to like I can't remember the last time I wore like thermal layers or anything like that but I also can fully sleep in the nude now and not be cold and that's nothing to do with like the heating or anything either nothing has changed do you know what I mean whereas once I used to go to bed with fluffy socks fluffy pajamas and a fluffy dressing gown on top of that with a hot water bottle at my feet and on my belly like that's the extremes I used to go to and how cold I used to be as a child and now I am like the complete opposite like my boyfriend says I'm like a little hot water bottle because I'm always a million degrees anytime he touches me how you go from one extreme to another I don't know it baffles me honestly I don't know what happened in there but something definitely happened something went on I'm a pajamas girly in the sense that I love my nice pajamas and I love wearing them at night time or like getting up in the morning, Saturday morning, putting on your pajamas, going down, making brunch. Like I love pajamas in that sense, but I hate sleeping in them. I, they get tangled in my legs. They make me too warm. I'm a bit weird about like this feel of things on my body sometimes. And I just like the feeling of your nice like silky sheets on skin and nothing getting in the way of that. 
If anyone has any explanations though for why that could be, like why I could have such a drastic change, please tell me. Any medics out there, anyone that has any knowledge within that field, please tell me because I don't understand what went on there. Anyway, get into bed. Now this is when I'm most prone to falling down the TikTok hole. We all know it well. The nighttime curse. The TikTok spiral. Okay, so... The thing is with my phone, I actually probably should have mentioned this earlier on in the evening routine. So I have my phone set to, now I really recommend everyone does this. Your phone has so many features and I feel like some of them can be really beneficial and we just don't use them. Like why not use these things to your advantage, you know? So I have my phone set to go on nighttime mode at 9pm. Now what that means is that I don't get any notifications. The brightness goes down. What else does it mean? I think there's less blue light or something in the screen so that it's not as stimulating if you do pick it up. Uh, It also comes up at nine o'clock to say, reminder, 9pm, like time for wind down, sleep at 10. I have it set to do that, to tell me to sleep at 10. And then at 10 it goes into sleep mode or something. Or maybe sleep and night mode are the same thing. Maybe I'm just making this up. I don't know. Anyway, it definitely comes up with a little notification at 9 to say reminder bedtime at 10. And then my phone goes into night mode at 9. So that I don't get any notifications. Which is really good because then it means like unless you're specifically say waiting on a reply for someone which you can still go in and like get the message if you are waiting on that. Then you're not just like being constantly notified about stupid things that literally don't matter. Now, I do usually pick it up when I get into bed just to see that I don't have any, say, messages for, like, someone wanting to do something tomorrow or, I don't know, a message from my mom about something. Like, do you know what I mean? Just, it's like a quick check to make sure I don't need to reply to anything before I go to bed. But it's not like a go through all my notifications, go through every app kind of check. And I also will, like, check to see what time my alarm's set for the next... Usually it's set for the same time, but then I'll, I'll usually go in and change it depending on what my plans are for the next day. Now, at this point, my best piece of advice is to not open the TikTok app, or if you're like a Reels person or a YouTube Shorts, is to not open the app in the first place, because these apps are designed to keep you on them. The algorithm is designed for you to really enjoy that and to find it funny or to find it really engaging and you know what I mean? It's designed to keep you sucked in there for hours. That is the whole purpose of these apps. So... The second you click on it, you're mustard. Like the hardest thing is then to get yourself back out of it. The best thing you can do for yourself is to not click on it in the first in the first place. That that decision is a lot easier than the decision of pulling yourself away from it once you're already engorged in it. So if you can try and think of that little tip every time you go to do it, just be aware of the fact that you're wanting to click on it and then think, no, you know what? This decision is easier now to not click on the app than to have to do this in an hour's time or two hours time and pull myself away from it. (laughs) This is easier said than done. If I'm on my own, I can very easily fall into the TikTok spiral. If my boyfriend's there, I won't even touch it. I'll just set my phone aside because I want to talk to him and you know what I mean? You want to have that like nice quality time together. But because I've been really trying to work on my evening routine and my sleeping pattern and my morning routine and all of that recently, I've definitely been a lot better at doing this and just putting it down. And my go-to now is just putting it down and straight away picking up my Kindle so that I'm not like, I don't know. I feel like if you were to just put it down and then lie in bed, then you're going to be like thinking about the fact that it's sitting there with the possibility of you doing that. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, we're all such addicts. Yeah, so to me, just like switching it straight away for something else, in, in this case, my book or my Kindle, it just makes it so much easier and literally instantly you've forgotten about the fact that there's something else because you're engrossed in your book now. My goal at the minute is, well... I kind of set myself a little target of minimum 10 pages a day, but that usually always ends up being about 20 pages a day. I do kind of tend to aim more for the 20 mark. But also if I'm like really knackered, like 10 pages is also good too. Like that's just a little goal for myself. There are times I'll keep on reading till the point that I literally can't keep my eyes open anymore. And in which case, amazing, set the book down out like a light. However, there definitely are times where let's say I'll read 20 pages to the end of the chapter and then decide, you know, that's a good place to finish I don't want to start a whole new chapter there that's going to take me potentially another half an hour so I'll put this aside but I'm just not quite there yet my eyes aren't rolling back in my head like I very much could stay up later if I wanted to and at this point I find the best thing for me is to put on a relaxing podcast now this also probably ties into the whole thing where I was saying a podcast helps me focus more on other things I think my brain's just a bit all over the place sometimes and like when I try and sleep I honestly no joke have about three voices having conversations with themselves in my head and it's not even like see when I say this where I can't turn my thoughts off at night and I can't shut down and I need a podcast to focus on I don't mean that in a deep way I don't mean that where I'm sitting there thinking about all these deep things and like stressing myself out or like having negative self-thoughts or anything like that Not at all. If anything, I'm having the most ridiculous, unimportant, nothing conversations with myself, like about the most mundane, stupid things, random people like popping into my head I haven't seen in years, just thinking like, oh, I wonder how they are. And I can't describe it to you. Like, it's honestly the most mind-blowing thing. I don't know why my brain decides to get on like that at nighttime. I'll be having full-on made-up conversations in my head. I'll be like thinking of random old jobs I used to have or like, no guys, like I can't even describe it. When I say it's the most unimportant nothing thoughts, I genuinely mean it. (laughs) Like it's not me spiraling or anything over things. No, there definitely has been periods in my life where it's been a bit more like spirally and like overthinking-y, but now I'm very much at a place where it's not like that at all. But I do need to shut that off regardless of it not being a negative spirally kind of way. So the best way I find for that is to put on a podcast. Now, I definitely cannot put on like a podcast that I find really funny or really engaging. For example, I'm not going to go and stick on my therapist ghosted me and be giggling to myself in bed like that's gonna keep me up for another two hours I'm gonna want to listen to another three episodes after it I'm not gonna stick on like giggly squat or something and again just be like chuckling away to myself so it's gotta be something where the voice is soothing it's a very calming low energy not to say boring not at all but you know what I mean just those podcasts that and the voice just helps you kind of drift off and what they're saying isn't necessarily boring it's just not like you're just not laughing it's not getting your energy high. It's not getting you like in that mood. It's it's letting you kind of rest and go off into this other world. And the best, po- I know everyone has their comfort podcast for this kind of thing. I've actually got loads of people messaging me to say that I am not for them, which is so weird to me because like the thought of my voice being in your ear as you're going to sleep is honestly the most bizarre <laughs> thing when I'm like trying to drown that out for myself. 
I remember one year on Spotify Wrapped, someone sent me their, you know, when it says like your top podcast, how many minutes you've listened to of it. And hers was honestly like a hundred thousand minutes or something. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed to send you this, but it's because I put your podcast on every night I go to sleep and it ends up playing for like the whole time I'm asleep. (laughs) I was like, babe, have you not heard of the sleep timer on Spotify? So yeah, anyway, I my go-to for this is the Huberman Lab, Andrew Huberman's podcast. He is a scientist. I think he's an academic at Harvard. And he basically like breaks down a lot of the science to make it more accessible and digestible for normal folk like us. Yeah, his episodes are really interesting though. Like when I say he's my go-to for falling asleep, I also do listen to him during the day as well. I highly recommend his podcast. I honestly find pretty much every episode very interesting and they're like two and a half hours long, sometimes like more than three hours long. So the fact that I can listen to someone talk sciencey shit for three hours long, that's saying something. His voice to me is just the perfect tone, like it's very calming and soothing. I tend to not like American accents so much in podcasts, but for some reason I do like his. It's not a very strong American accent. And also I think because he is talking about sciencey things and you're not like, you know, sat up, engaged, thinking, oh my God, what's next? Or like laughing along with him. It's not like that at all. It's just very easy to drift off to. And I usually just set the Spotify sleep timer. I I can kind of tell how long it's going to take me. Like there's times I know I'm going to be asleep within the next five or 10 minutes, in which case I'll just set it on the 15 minute one. But there's sometimes I know I'm like, no, I'm pretty wide awake here. This is going to take me a wee while. So I'll set it on the half an hour one. But usually it doesn't really take me past half an hour of listening to Huberman and I'm off. But yeah, if you're like me, where you really find it hard to like shut those voices out at night, I really recommend trying what I just said, that combination of putting your phone away, reading, and then the calming podcast. Because I think if you do the podcast without the reading, you can still be quite awake. So then you're actually just listening along to the podcast. But then if you do the reading without the podcast, well, for me, I'd have to keep on reading till I literally can't keep my eyes open, which could actually end up taking quite a while. Do you know what I mean? But I find that combination of the two just works really well for me. And also not only that, but making sure that I read a minimum of 10 pages every night, which as I said, usually ends up being 20, 30 plus has been making me get through books so quickly. And it's kind of turned like going to bed into this really kind of nice time where I'm like, yeah, I get to wind on, I get to read my book and I get to listen to this podcast or whatever like it's not so it's not so much like oh god here we go again I'm gonna struggle to fall asleep for the next two hours anyway I think no matter what you do you just want to make it your own little ritual you want to make it your nice safe calming space for this ritual that you've created that helps you wind down that's actually enjoyable to you that you look forward to like you look forward to having that time with yourself at night because you know it's your safe space. Do you know what I mean? So just trial and error these things, see what works for you. I know some people swear by magnesium if you struggle to stay asleep once you get asleep. So that could be another thing you could add into your nighttime routine. I personally have no struggles with staying asleep once I get to sleep or if I do happen to wake up, say my cat is scratching or something at the bottom of the bed, I find it pretty easy to go back to sleep after that. So that's not really an issue I encounter I know lots of people find like yoga nidra really helpful. That's like the yoga that kind of sends you off into a dreamlike state. Loads of people do that before bed and then they kind of are in the kind of meditation state and then find it a lot easier to go to sleep after that. So maybe give that a go. 
God, when am I ever going to get back into meditation? I swear I've been talking about that since I got back from India. When was that? Two summers ago now? Uh, God, who knows? Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget that my DMs are always open for your dilemmas and your questions for the bonus episode. Also, voice notes are strongly encouraged. I would love to include your voices on the bonus episode. But yeah, if you enjoyed this week's episode, remember to give me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your Instagram stories and your TikToks, which I've been loving seeing recently. As always, thank you all so much for your continued love and support. It means the absolute world to me. I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.